Coming up on Unpolished MBA. There are too many innovators and startup founders that are posting content meant to attract investors. Meanwhile, the target customers that they claim they want to sell to don't even know they exist. This show is sponsored by TPM Focus the strategy and execution consulting firm focused on generating revenue and finding product market fit for new innovations. Head over to tpmfocus.com to learn more. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Unpolished MBA podcast, and I'm your host, Monique Mills. So it's been a week since I released the last episode speaking with my daughter. And as you all know, as a parent, you share a lot of different words of wisdom and things like that with them all the time. But the other thing that I do spend a lot of time doing is sharing wisdom on LinkedIn. And this is mostly about business wisdom and things of that nature. I've seen a lot. I've done a lot. And it's one of those things where I'm an advocate of sharing what I know, if it can help other people and sharing experiences of not just my own, but those of people I've worked with and have been clients in different environments I've worked in. And if I have any type of insight that can help other people, I want to share it. And LinkedIn is really where I do that. Now, I know a lot of you all that are listeners, you know, LinkedIn may not be your thing. That may not be a place you check into every day or even post on. Sometimes you probably lurk like most people there. But I actually do post. There's something new posted every single day. And I say all that to say, In this episode, I'm going to share like two things. I have a ton of stuff there. I've even had people reach out to me and say, hey, I really think it would be a good idea if you took these LinkedIn posts and just made a book like I'd buy the book. (laughs) And that's so kind. And I appreciate people extending me that kind of grace. And, you know, posting online is not necessarily something that a lot of people do because you kind of put yourself out there, right? You put yourself out there to be judged, to be disagreed with and all of that. And and I'm okay with that. You know, I'm sharing what has been helpful to literally hundreds and thousands of people already. And if it's not something that resonates with you, that's fine. But I know there are people that it does resonate with and help. So I really wanted to share, just like I said, just two points of things that I shared on LinkedIn that really resonated with people recently. And one of the things that comes up quite often in my conversations with entrepreneur clients is like their content strategy, their marketing strategy. And since I predominantly work with, you know, those who have tech startups, some people are non-technical, meaning they don't have a STEM degree, no type of coding or engineering background. You know, their experience is different than those who do have that type of background. The thing is, those who have the technical background are typically lacking other things, right? So it's kind of this, everyone is kind of has their own kind of game of whack-a-mole, but it's okay. It's nothing that can't be learned, can't be read about and implemented. Like, you know, it's just one of those things. And having someone like me in your corner, it just helps accelerate that process. So one of the things that You know, I I was actually recently just talking about this. And so I ended up writing a post about it again, is that a lot of entrepreneurs will write 
content, things on their websites, blog posts and things of that nature. That's really meant to excite investors and like venture capitalists because everyone is so hungry to raise money. And, you know, I'm an advocate of creating a business to serve customers, right? And to finance the business through revenue from customers, right? And so I have a different mentality and I know that some folks are just like, hey, you know, I'll just keep raising money, keep raising money, keep raising money. And as you can see where we are today, how that doesn't really pan out for most people because it does not create a sustainable business where you have what I call and what we call in the tech startup world, product market fit, meaning that there is a population of customers that really can't live without your product and they keep buying it over and over and over again. Once they became aware and it solves a problem for them, they just buy it over and over. Like you can't, you can't create it fast enough. You don't ever actually get to that point when you rely on investors bankrolling the business because you don't have the same pressure. Yeah, there are pressures. Don't get me wrong. But the pressure to like we have to really get these customers to love us, to value us, to include us in what is happening in their daily operations and their business. I'll use B2B, for example. When you're a business selling to other businesses, you want to have a product where that other business is like, hey, I can't live without this. I'll give you an example, which we all know is like email. You know, whoever your email provider, and I don't care if it's Gmail, Outlook, whatever it is, can your business operate without them? Right. Your processes has been set up to depend upon that product. And a lot of people will create products that are nice to have nowadays and not necessarily necessities inside of these businesses. And so when you have something that's a nice to have and you find yourself now what we're experiencing with slow growth or no growth, I don't want to say we're in a recession because we're actually not technically by definition in a recession, but people have definitely pulled back their spending. Okay. And so if you have a product that is a nice to have versus a need to have, Guess what's going to happen when people go through their budget and see, hey, this is where we can save some right now. Yeah, we enjoy having it. It's fun. It's cool. It's whatever it is. Right. It it is useful. But don't we have something else that could do that? Or do we really need that? Like when those times come up, your product is on a chopping block. Right. And so when I see a lot of founders create content that's really meant to let investors know, like, hey, we won this pitch competition or, you know, we've added this person to our board and those kind of things like, yeah, that's cool. That's great. Kudos to the company. But your channels should definitely be meant to inform, influence all of that customers. Okay. If you want to reach out to investors, if you want them to know how great you are, do a press release, like send them an email, (laughs) like don't use your channels to try to show off for investors. Those channels should be used for customers. So when I see people, founders and companies create their whole social media presence around, you know, just really kind of to court investors and venture capitalists. It bothers me because, as you know, most companies, period, does not get money 
from angels and venture capitalists. And I think a lot of people have a misconception because what we see in the press and what we see in the media, we see in TechCrunch, oh, this person got 20 million. Oh, that company is now valued at, you know, $150 million. And now they've gotten, you know, who cares? Like it's, it, you can literally count on your hand how many companies you've heard that about. But for all the others, they are not getting investment. They are forced to build sustainable businesses. And so I need for everyone, especially anyone that works with me, you know, through TPM Focus, I need them to be focused on revenue that is accomplished through serving customers. Because what has happened is a lot of startups and different innovators that have received venture capital in the past They just look forward to raising their next round. Sure, they're still doing things to build the business, but not with the same intensity because the mindset was that I'll just raise more money so we can keep getting that fast growth. So my thing is you can get growth in good times because people have extra money. They're willing to spend, you know, when you are just working a regular job and you have your salary. When you get a bonus or, you know, a raise, you you may take vacation, you may get a new car, things are going good. But when things are not going so well, let's say your job is having layoffs or they're cutting back no raises this year. Don't you pull back on spending besides on the things that you absolutely need? And see, this is the same thing that happens in business. Right now, don't get me wrong. Some of the major, major companies that create things that we all need and not necessarily a commodity, but they create things that we all need to, you know, to have, you know, certain hygiene or to work. You know, we need computers. We need, you know, those kind of things. You know, those people have a different strategy. But for those of you that are in the innovation space, You're trying to create a movement. You're trying to change the way people do business, the way people engage with each other. You know, all kinds of things that are focused on shaping the future. And those things are nice, but you really got to make sure that you're solving a problem and a problem that people are willing to pay for. We're going to take a quick time out and pick back up in just a moment. If you need marketing campaigns and landing pages done quickly so that you can test the market with your ideas and see who's interested and then stay in touch with those people, you need a tool that can automate all of that. You're an innovator and you're certainly busy. Perhaps you don't have a CMO or chief marketing officer right now, or you have no plans to hire one anytime soon. And you may be doing this type of work yourself or have a new career professional or even intern helping you. You need Entreport. You can build a landing page or website in minutes. You can accept payments. You can automate marketing campaigns and the list goes on and on. I have personally been using Entreport to build, automate and grow my business for going on seven years now. I don't recommend any tool that I haven't used and that I don't believe can help the unpolished MBA audience. Simply put, you can move and test your innovative ideas in the market faster with this tool. Don't get bogged down with too many complex tools. This is all you'll need. Go to tpmfocus.com forward slash entreport and that's spelled O-N-T-R-A-P-O-R-T. And that's O-N-T-R-A-P-O-R-T. 
tpnfocus.com forward slash entreport. Go there to start your free trial and get started. So on LinkedIn, I had done a post and said, hey, 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 this is an emergency meeting. I need you guys to show up. I need you guys to show up and listen to this. And basically, I said the same thing I'm telling you guys in this episode is that there are too many innovators and startup founders that are posting content meant to attract investors. Meanwhile, the target customers that they claim they want to sell to don't even know they exist. You know why? Because if your marketing is talking to a particular target, let's say investors, the message doesn't resonate with someone who's a customer. So they scroll right on past. And so it's a missed opportunity that, quite frankly, a nascent company, a startup cannot afford. You need all the focus you can get from customers. You need them to know you're aware. You need things to keep showing up on their timeline at different angles, but that still kind of dig in, you know, to the problem that you solve for them. And my goal is to make sure that those who follow me in innovation and entrepreneurship space refocus. And not just because it's hard times now, but forevermore, have a focus on revenue and finding product market fit and not all the other stuff. Like that's the whole point of having the business. The whole point of having the business is to serve customers and to make money. And without those things is actually not a business. You know, so I would say that's number one priority is acquiring, serving and retaining your customers. Okay. And I would have to say the second priority would be acquiring and retaining great employees. So you can use your marketing channels for those things. But I would not recommend putting your investment, your time, hiring content marketing folks, hiring marketing agencies, which we all know are quite expensive for them to create content or post content and share content that's focused on you talking to investors. Okay, that's focused on trying to let them know how great you are. There are other ways to make investors know that you're aware. And I'm gonna tell you one of the greatest ways is to have one heck of a customer lineup. (laughs) Like the language investors speak is money. Okay, what they realize is that money is green and that it's a universal thing that, you know, we could all use. And not only that, just keep in mind, venture capitalists have, you know, limited partners who have basically given them money to invest into these different companies. And those limited partners, they're held accountable to. They're held accountable to getting returns for those people. So once you understand people's business model, right, I always say that once you understand people's business model, how they make money, who they serve, then you're better able to position something that makes sense. Okay, so showing them how successful your company is and the the clients that you've landed or, you know, you probably don't want to share your revenue numbers and all that, but you know, really highlighting your customers and the value you brought to them. Okay, that'll get on the radar of a venture capitalist, you know, but if not anything else, you can always email them. You can go out and go to events that they're at. You can just just meet people, just be a person for a moment. Everything does not have to be a sales pitch. Everything does not have to be a sales pitch. You know, it's actually a bit off-putting especially, you know, for those of us that's in this space and people assume you have money to write them a check. And so they treat you differently. 
And you see it coming from a mile away and you're you're very used to it. You know, you see it. And I understand the anxiety and the stress and the worry and concern that founders have. But you have to keep in mind, just be a person. Just be a person. When you develop a relationship with people and they develop an affinity for you, they don't forget you. They probably forget the name of the business. They probably even forget what the business does. But they don't forget you as a person. Okay, so I think it's important that, you know, we focus on building a business and focus on being real people and focus on making connections with real people. And those people, you know, top priority is customers and and employees that make it happen. Right. And if you do want to get the attention of investors, there's so many other ways to do it. So many other ways that don't take away from the precious attention Right. You only have a certain amount of attention that you can get in these social media channels, blog posts, podcasts, all of that. You're only going to get but so much of people's attention. And that's precious, precious time and effort that you have to put in. And so you don't want to waste that on things that really have no return on that value you've put out there. So just keep in mind, most companies don't raise money from investors. And so focus on creating a sustainable business model, which includes serving your customers and serving them well, retaining them, acquiring them, all of that. Also hiring, acquiring and retaining, you know, good employees. And then all that other stuff, you know, that comes later. And, you know, you can usually tell when companies have really just jumped into like, hey, we need to do marketing. And then they start posting all this random stuff. You can tell it's not from a strategy. There is no marketing strategy. What they're doing is just things. They're doing things. And I I may be talking to you. (laughs) Whoever's listening to this right now, I may be talking to you. And let me tell you, when you're just doing things and nothing is in alignment, at some point you're going to be like, oh my gosh, nothing is working. You're going to feel like nothing is working. Nothing is working. There is no predictable consistency to anything. You know, you may have a win here or there. You can't really explain it, you know, or it's something that really had nothing to do with your strategy. It could have been, oh, you know, a random introduction or someone you met at an event. You can't replicate that over and over again to create a multi-million dollar business. So I think that people need to start with the strategy. Start with the strategy. Then we'll start talking about tactics and executing on things. But it all comes from starting with the strategy first, because strategy drives tactics and execution decisions. And most people have completely forgotten about that and then wonder why things are a mess right now. And so I want to take this episode And I plan to to really chop it up into different pieces because I know it hits home for a lot of people. It's very hard to stay focused. I totally get it. And, you know, that's why a lot of people reach out to me (laughs) uh, really more so in we, we do strategy, but also meeting regularly for accountability. Like, hey, did you get this done? This was most important. This was most important. If your priorities, your strategy is changing every other day or when once you meet someone or, oh, wow, I met this other advisor and, you know, they're successful and they said I should be doing this. Listen, I don't work with clients like that. I don't work with teams like that. You're not focused. You can't trust other people more than you trust yourself. 
That shouldn't be happening. You're running this business. And other people bring to the table their experiences, their different things. And my approach has always been, let me just tell you how this worked out for me or for the other 40 clients who took a similar approach. I'm not saying this will be your outcome, but let me just tell you how it worked for 40 other people, right? Or how I did that. I'm not saying do it this way or don't do it this way, but let's talk through what's the best way for you. Now, see, most advisors, most consultants, most entities, they don't do it that way. There is no carbon copy blueprint. Every business is really different unless you're like a commodity. And even when you're selling a commodity, things are still different because the people involved are different. The systems and processes are different. There are differences in every business. So you cannot just change your strategy every time you meet someone new who you think, oh, this person's more successful than this person. And so I think what they're telling me is the truth. Let me tell you something. A lot of times people will give you advice and that's it. It's fun. They're not accountable to results at all. Not one iota. They're not accountable to the results, whether you get them or not. You think they care? Not really. Okay, so that's why you have to focus on what is your strategy? What are you doing and how can you best serve your customers? Everything else is really noise. And with that, I'm going to sign off on this episode of Unpolished MBA. And just keep in mind that I do plan to share more things like this that you wouldn't necessarily hear or see if you're not on LinkedIn with me. So I appreciate you all listening. And until the next episode, I'm signing off. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Unpolished MBA podcast. To hear more episodes or to request to become a guest, please visit unpolishedmba.com. 